Welcome to the New Man Podcast, a show for brave men to experience freedom in their faith, sexuality, and relationships. The goal? To provide practical tools and timeless principles that help you become the man you were made to be. And now, your host, Sathya Sam. What is up, everybody? It's Sathya Sam here. I'm your host of the New Man Podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. And if you have been listening through uh, episodes one through nine, you will notice there is a difference in this episode because it is a little bit more recent. Um, I wanted to do a podcast for a really long time. And then when the pandemic broke out in March 2020, I was kind of feeling like, oh, this is my chance. I'm going to seize the opportunity. And then I kind of backed down. Um, my life just kind of got a little bit busy and, uh, and crazy and, um, and it just wasn't sustainable. So I had some content recorded. I really liked it. So then when I did finally reach the point where I could pull the trigger, which is now, I decided to keep all that content. Um, but this is fresh now. So this is really exciting. And, um, and I'm just super excited to be on this journey. Um, you know, uh, today I, I just, I wanted to share a little bit about something I've been reflecting and pondering on. And, um, that is the, the whole dynamic and, and the correlation of mother relationships. And, um, if you've listened to any of my story, you'll hear me talk about this from time to time because I really believe that for guys who are struggling with sexual issues, whether it's, you know, pornography or, um, some sort of, uh, you know, sex addiction or just even like really bad thought patterns and that kind of thing. Um, really all across the board, whether it's something major or something that maybe is minor and less significant, uh, so much of it stems back, uh, to mother relationships. And it's fascinating. Every year, Pornhub, the world's biggest porn site, releases sort of a, a year in review and they, they release all their statistics about, um, you know, just the different, uh, the different demographics and some of the information about their users and consumption and whatever. And in the top five, every single year, their top five most searched words in their search engine, because really Pornhub is just a huge search engine. Top five every single year is mom related content and stepmom related content every single time. I think one year, um, one of those terms was maybe like seventh or something, but generally speaking, it's always top five. And, um, it's, that's a little bit, a little bit mortifying. You know, when you hear that, you think like, whoa, is that, is it actually that prevalent, that common? And I know for me, when I got some healing from uh, some of the wounds of my relationship with my mom, um, I guess I thought I was the only one or that, you know, my situation was kind of unique. And when I started to delve more into the subject, I just realized this is a widespread issue and that the grips of pornography and other sexual lures, um, or sexual misbehavior rather, um, what makes it so alluring often is that it is satisfying these areas of our hearts that did not, um, they did not get properly taken care of by our mothers growing up. And, um, you know, a little bit of a weird way to sort of broach the subject, um, cause the reason I'm reflecting on this is, is because yesterday was Mother's Day. And, but I, I, I don't bring this up to just simply point out the flaws of, of our moms or anything like that. Um, and, you know, anybody who works with me knows that we, when we do dig into some of these parts of our past, uh, or even at least just start to identify some of the dynamics, 
we are extra vigilant about making sure that we don't bash our parents and we don't bash anybody else who contributed. It's really not about slandering them. It's not about, um, you know, condemning them or anything like that. It is just simply identifying dynamics that existed and learning to recover and to heal from them as a result. So, um, that's a huge part of it. And uh, this podcast is not going to, it's not going to be any different. I don't really believe in, um, in trying to point people out and point out their flaws and, you know, just create this big, um, bashing brigade. Uh, but I bring it up because I think, um, you know, a lot of guys just are not comfortable going there. We, we don't really feel like maybe we need to. Or if we at least are smart enough to realize we need to, we're not brave enough to do it because we don't know what's what the outcome will be. Uh, maybe we don't know how to do it. And this is a, an area that we really, we push pretty hard in our deep clean programs because we know that if people can recover from these particular areas of their past, they have a much stronger likelihood of uh, engaging with pornography less and and ultimately finding healthier ways to get their needs met. So um you know, that's, that's kind of the first side of it. But the other side of this reflection is what happens when you actually engage in this process. And when you really learn to, uh, to identify the dynamics, when you learn to just pinpoint who's involved, how do they contribute? How has it affected you? How is it impacting the decisions and the behavior that you're engaging in today on a regular basis? It's really powerful. And what happens is you actually get the opportunity to, to reverse or redirect a dynamic. So case in point, me personally, you know, I had this feeling of neglect growing up with my mom, who's just an incredible woman. And it's not that she actually neglected me, but there was sort of that perceived sense of neglect. So because of that, you know, I'm as a child growing up, I'm supposed to get uh, a certain level of nurturing and emotional input from my mom. That's just kind of our wiring. And because there was that deficiency, uh, those, those core needs can't go unmet. So, you know, we have needs that we think are needs, but they're not really needs, you know, like, um, like we need that new iPhone or we need that new car or we need that new whatever it is. I'm not really talking about that, but you know, when you have core needs, a need to, uh, you know, to eat, we have to eat to survive, uh, a need for intimate connection. We're all wired for it. When those fundamental needs don't get met, um, you know, in a proper way or in the confines of family and, and a healthy environment, then we are forced to find alternative methods and they might be good and they might be bad. So for me, you know, growing up with this kind of neglect, um, or this feeling of neglect, I then chose to engage with pornography, chasing after girls and that kind of thing to satisfy that need. That was very much my high school experience and, and university experience, but it really got darker and darker and it started to, you know, curb more towards pornography and less towards everything else. So that was, that was kind of the experience and I had no idea. And then I was trying to get free of pornography and, you know, just doing everything that everybody else does, installing internet filters and getting accountability partners and, uh, you know, talking to my pastors about it and upping my spiritual disciplines and just hitting a wall every single time, like getting two weeks. And it's like, I, I feel amazing. I think this, this is the thing that was missing. And, and, and then just falling again, you know, stumbling and being, back into it, maybe worse or as bad. And, um, I, I started to dig deeper and I remember that's when I kind of discovered some of these mother wounds I had that I, you know, I didn't even really know they were there. And when I did, I was like, 
I'm not sure I really want to do this. I don't like, do I have to? Surely there's a a better way or there's an easier way. But, um, I can truly say it was, it was one of the best things for me. And it was probably, um, like I look on my recovery journey and I realized it was a bunch of little things, like just incremental improvement that all sort of culminated. Um, but of course there were certain moments that had more than just an incremental impact. It was actually quite significant. And this was one of them. And, um, and I remember when I just, I realized the dynamic, oh my gosh, I've been growing up feeling neglected (laughs) most of my life, maybe my whole life. And okay, yeah, I'm gonna, I want to forgive my mom for this. I want to let that, let that be of the past. I don't want that to be a problem anymore. And just the, the dramatic change in my urges in how I could manage myself and where I was focusing some of my relational energy, there was kind of less of that gaping hole in my heart. And it was just unbelievably liberating and empowering. And, um, and yeah, that's, that's just been my reflection lately because, um, you know, it's uh, where I live, we're still pretty locked down. It really sucks on days like Mother's Day when you want to be together and you want to be, uh, you know, with your mom and celebrating and all of that. Um, and, uh, I don't know if I've mentioned it in any of the older content, probably not, but my wife and I bought a house last year to live closer to my parents. We, we used to live a couple hours away and, um, you know, we're, we're married now and, and we'll start raising kids in, in the near-ish future, not imminently, but, um, but sometime in the near-ish future. And, and we wanted to be near our family to do that. So we, we bought a house five minutes away from, from my parents. And, um, and then we've been locked down almost the entire time we've owned the house. And so we've barely been able to see them. And, uh, anyway, we just, we, we stopped by yesterday and, uh, just chatted with them from the driveway, which I, I think technically we're not even supposed to be doing that, but, uh, whatever. It's Mother's Day and, uh, wanted to see her. But, um, what kind of provoked this whole podcast and this, this thought today is just that, you know, um, I love my mom so much and I'm so grateful for the relationship we have now. And, um, the, the kind of connection we have now, would not exist if I hadn't gone through this healing journey. And, you know, she's gone through a healing journey herself. And, um, and I'm quite fortunate that way that she, I would say, has, has grown a lot as a person. And, um, and it's allowed us to have a, a more meaningful and just a more fluid connection, which was something that I, I didn't even really have capacity for a few years ago. So, um, so it's, it's amazing. I feel super blessed. And I just want to encourage you out there. You know, I, I know you're probably listening. Uh, every single one of you has a mother. And, you know, maybe you have a great relationship with her already. Maybe you have no relationship with her at all. Um, or you're somewhere in between, but there's always room for improvement. And just understand that, you know, it is God's wiring. We're, we are actually put on this planet, uh, with the, with the design of family in mind that we receive adequate support from our fathers, um, you know, encouragement, identity development, protection. And similarly from mothers, we, we were meant to receive a certain set of, um, of things, you know, of nurturing, of emotional care, of unconditional acceptance and safety. And getting those things met really matters. And when they're not met, we are left to our own devices and we find other ways uh, to get those needs taken care of. And sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad. So, um, you know, it, it could be really useful for you to even just explore, uh, regardless of the relationship, even if you had the perfect mom, uh, to still identify, um, are there areas where I've, I've looked elsewhere to get these needs met? And um, one of the things that I always tell people is it's not about, um, it's not actually about, you know, 
identifying these dynamics and then, okay, I acknowledge them and I'm going to forgive my mom and we're going to have this incredible relationship. Um, you know, those are, those, that's not really how this works. Not when you're an adult. Um, you know, when you're a child and you're still under your parents' care, those dynamics are a little bit different. But, you know, when you're an adult, Instead, the, the amazing thing as you, as you start to pinpoint, okay, yeah, you know, I, I'm realizing that actually there were some areas where I, um, I didn't maybe quite get my need met properly. Um, or, or I, it got met, but it was kind of distorted. There was a bit of manipulation attached to it or, or whatever it might be. Um, you, you forgive and you release, you work through that. And there is an episode on forgiveness. I'll link to it in the notes here. Um, and, and then once you do that, you know, once you forgive and you release, the, the next step then is to carve new pathways for getting those needs met in a healthy way. So for me, um, you know, I was a single man at the time when I went through this whole process with my own mom. And, um, and so it wasn't about uh, finding another woman to get those needs met. It wasn't about, um, you know, I didn't have to have this incredible relationship with my mom again. That wasn't really my prerogative, nor should it be yours as you embark on this journey. Um, nothing wrong with it, but it's not like the thing. Instead, I had to actually learn uh, to do two things really well. One was to find uh, ways to meet these needs for emotional safety and security within God. And then secondly, within myself. And what I realized is, you know, that scripture in Matthew, um, Matthew 22, where Jesus is quizzed, you know, on what is the greatest commandment. And he says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And that, that whole concept ties into this. Um, it might not have been the, the major focus of what Jesus was talking about, but it is included in the sense that we do need to go to God first to get our needs met because actually there's no human on the planet who can adequately satisfy our needs, our needs emotionally and everything else. I would say emotionally and psychologically, especially, um, God should be first. And, and that's the incredible thing that happens as you forgive these people who maybe came up short for one reason or another, is you liberate those parts of your heart and you now make them available to, to go to God first, to get your needs met for feeling confident in yourself, for feeling accepted, for feeling approved, um, for feeling um, like you're worthy, that you have value and purpose. Uh, when you go there, when you go to God first, those needs are going to get met incredibly well and they actually position you to contribute. You you you. You actually have something to give in the relationship instead of going to relationships, just wanting to take, looking to see what you can get out of it. Um, often when we have those mentalities, that's actually an indication that we are operating at an emotional deficiency. When you operate at emotional deficiency, you then look to other people to, to pull on, to satisfy and kind of balance the book, so to speak. Um, but actually true health is when we already have the books balanced and then we come into our relationships, whether it's with your girlfriend, fiance, your wife, could be just friends if you're single, whatever it is, it's that we come into those relationships ready to give. So um, who knew? Who knew that maternal relationships could be so significant and uh, and have such a, a huge impact? But but they really do. And um, and they really do matter. And I want to just encourage you, you know, whatever, uh, whatever state you might be in. 
There's an opportunity for you to grow here today, an opportunity for you to identify some dynamics and to improve the way that you handle your relationships with women and the way that you relate to women in general. And one of the most common things I hear guys say who come to me is they feel awful about the way they objectify women. And it's one of the things that they want to uh, to see as an end result. Uh, you know, they want to get free of porn, but they want to be free of lust usually. And they want to, uh, they don't want to objectify women. They don't want to sexualize them. They want to actually just see them for their true worth and for who they truly are. And uh, this is one of the best ways you can do it because our experiences with our moms really shape and form the the patterns and the impressions that we have of women as we go on in life. So um, these are just some Mother Day's reflections. And, uh, and one last caveat, please, if you're going to engage in this process, I highly encourage you to do it with a professional. That was actually my experience. I, I had paid somebody to help me work through some stuff. I didn't even know that um, this mother stuff was going to come up, but it did. And I was working with a professional at the time. And, um, and we, I, I personally don't actually go super deep because I'm just not, uh, I'm not a clinical psychologist uh, or a therapist. I'm not trained in those aspects formally. Um, instead, I'm more on the coaching side. So I help people identify some dynamics and that kind of thing. Uh, forgiveness, that's more of the spiritual side. That's where we really focus. Um, so if those are areas you want some help with specifically, uh, you can definitely reach out. We're going to be putting out more content about this stuff in the future, talking about journaling. And um, and we're going to probably do another part on forgiveness as well because it's, it's just so crucial and actually there's there's many facets to it lots to talk about um, but get some help and um, and get started don't don't waste another minute um, you know you gotta leverage these sort of windows of time where certain topics are top of mind um, because when when they are this is a great chance to sort of leverage it to capitalize on it to make the most of it and um, and then you know uh, next month it's Father's Day and we'll be we'll be moving on to other things and uh, and it's just it's it's a great opportunity for you to get a little bit of healing get a little bit of help so hey thank thanks so much for listening uh, my name is Sathya Sam I hope this podcast has inspired you to live a life of freedom and I'll see you on the next episode thanks for listening to the New Man Podcast if you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast you can share it with others. Post about it on social media or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest, please sign up for the weekly newsletter at www.sathiasam.com or follow on Instagram at Sam. Thanks again and see you next time.